Welcome into episode number 135 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Once again, we didn't forget about you, uh, the the two listeners that we have. But um, <laughs> yeah, back here with Joey House. He's uh, sweating bullets on his uh, on his play, I think tonight. But uh, other than sweating bullets, are you are you hanging in there? Oh yeah, interception! God damn it! <laughs> now the good news is. <laughs> that the Niners got the ball at midfield. Good field position. All right. Uh, yeah, but it's three and a half minutes and they're up by 18. So they're looking, they're not uh, looking to score. They're looking to, but when you have Christian McCaffrey, killing the clock can end up into a touchdown very quickly. Yeah. And that, and that Giants defense has had to have been on the field a lot. So yeah. um, all he's oh, got to do is slip, slip through some, some, uh, some cracks there and break a couple tackles and, and he right. could be off to the races, hopefully. And, but and, and I've seen him like th- that guy is, he's good. <laughs> he, he's not bad. He's not hot, hot take. <laughs> Chris McCaffrey's a good running back. <laughs> <laughs> and watching this game, it just reaffirmed, like just re- like reminded me just how good he really is. And of course they don't, they don't give it to. They've got fucking Mitchell because they're up by eighteen now. So why would you, you wouldn't want to run McCaffrey now? No, now you're risking injury. I mean, McCaffrey's yeah. another guy that, unfortunately, he's uh, made a paper mache. It seems like so he is definitely prone to the injury. Yeah, yeah. just like our man Saquon, who's not playing. Yes, but see Saquon. Well, I could say the same thing for McCaffrey in, in Carolina. They absolutely used and abused him. Um, yeah, I mean, he, when he was the only the only thing that they had going for him. Yeah, he literally, like, and, and we talk about how football is such a team game and, like, you know, the quarterback is ultimately probably the most important, but, like, he was literally their entire offense at one point. So, yes. like, um, just the fact, like, you see that in basketball a lot where it's, like, you know, obviously you'll have two or three superstars, but it'll pretty much they'll lean on like the Celtics kind of lean on Tatum. The uh, Lakers, you know, maybe not so much now, but they did lean on LeBron. Right. Um, like you have, and like uh, Embiid. Embiid's a good example because, like, outside of Embiid, I mean, Harden wasn't putting up crazy numbers. Uh, Maxie's a good player, but he's not Embiid. Like McCaffrey was like weird comparison, but McCaffrey was like Embiid, where it was like literally. They go as as he goes. Like if right. if Carolina even wanted to be in in a game or or be competitive in a game, I should say, it was like all McCaffrey or nothing. Like I, I think McCaffrey is more like uh, 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 Giannis because oh, that's there, a good one. there yeah. was nobody around. Like I mean, I, I say that, but obviously there were. But there was no like star power. Like, and Beeb always had, even though he was a bust, that he had Simmons. I mean, he's always, almost always. Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick. Exactly. I mean, good quality pieces. I loved Jimmy Butler. I love both of those guys, Butler and Redick. I I love Redick on. uh, He's probably the only one left on ESPN that actually is. Half decent, we're, we're, like we're decent shit, at yeah. his job, yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. I just saw on YouTube the other day, like uh, the twenty-five best commercials for ESPN, like Sports Center and stuff like that. And yeah. like they were going back to old school, like when Dan Patrick was still on there and Stuart Scott and all those guys. Oh my god, that just took me back down to memory lane here. Oh, I remember. Uh, 
as much as I have disdain for LeBron, it was funny when he was he uh, he switched out chairs, I guess, with Scott Van Pelt and Scott. Scott, oh, Van Pelt. Yes. <laughs> Scott, Scott says to him, he's like, uh, hey, LeBron, you didn't have to take my chair, did you? Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's sitting in the king. Like, it's a it it looks like a king's chair. Yeah, right. A yeah. throne. Right. <laughs> and then LeBron's like, oh, no, Scott, I don't think I have. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen it. And then he comes back again, I think. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, man, I, I definitely didn't take it. Oh, that was. That's one for the for the book. I mean, there's so many. I I even love the uh, the Aaron Judge one where they're like all right, like they'll be like all rise, and then everybody sits up, stands up, and then they all sit back down, and then they all. Yeah. Oh, it's the, whoever writes those is uh is the glue that kept ESPN together. I'll put it yeah. like they they had to have had their hand in like anything that anything good that happened over there because yeah, they definitely didn't get paid enough. Whoever they no whoever like they. The creativity level is like off the charts. Yeah, I love the one um, with the Mannings when they were walking down and like acting like little brothers, kicking yeah, each other, and kicking shit each like other, that. and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live with Peyton? Uh, I don't know if I have. I, I, oh, I think I did, God. but I gotta, I gotta revisit it for sure. Because the the one skit, like the the most famous skit, is uh, where he's. He's um, like at a YMCA, like a boys club. Uh, um, and so he's a mentor and stuff like that. And he's got these kids at a park and they're playing football. Like he, he's just being a complete like asshole to him. Like, what the fuck? Like, you got to Oh, this? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone, that's funny. Like Somebody shared that out on Twitter. Like he was throwing – he's like throwing – Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, they were saying uh, – who was uh, – they, they made a reference to this year um, – somebody like this is i forget i forgot what team they were talking about or what game they were talking about but yeah that's exactly what i think it might have been justin maybe justin fields or something like somebody thrown to the guys and it was just like hit like nobody was catching the ball and like yeah yeah, yeah. oh man oh shit so they just put tyrod taylor in not what you want to see not Not. well the good news is like he could turn it over because they're on their own six yard line. Now the Giants got the ball back. It's first or second and eight on their six yard line. I mean, we could see a pick six or a fumble or no. Oh, the Gi- just... I've, I was I wasn't thinking the Giants have Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they do. That's I mean, come on, that's waving the white flag though, is it not? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, come on, I I, I understand you're you're not probably eighteen win points this. with three. When they got the ball back, it was three and a half minutes. Uh, 18 points down, no timeouts. They but they caught their timeouts. But then the, when the Niners punted, they punted it on uh, and downed it inside the five yard line. I think that's when they decided we're not going to do this. <laughs> right? So come on, Tyrod. Come on. Oh God, that 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 is. And we'll get in. We'll get into more football. I mean, we we have a whole we have a whole show to talk about football, basically with the Penn State game. I kind of wanted to talk to you a little about. Brown Steelers, just because I think there's some interesting dynamics coming away from that game that this past uh, Monday night. But uh, first things first, I did want to talk some some baseball. I think baseball is getting definitely overlooked because of the hype train that is the NFL um, and even college football right now. But baseball, as we get into the, I don't know about you, Joey, but it is it is cooled off here in the uh, in South Central Pennsylvania at night. I'll say it that way. 
during the day, you don't really notice a huge in the mornings you do like, you know, being up seven, eight, nine a.m. It's it, you know you throw a hoodie on, but by it's by eleven or twelve, you're 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 kind of uh you're you're shedding some uh some layers. But at night, like right now, I just I got in from being outside, and it's like I I I like this weather a lot. Uh, but in the back of my head, me being the pessimist that I am, I know that it's about to be fucking frigid, man. And like, <laughs> how long is this? Uh, this this little bit of uh i'm not even gonna say chilly like this this comfortable weather gonna last probably not long because i'm yeah but with that being said we got got about three more weeks until the october nights start to get really cold yeah which is like god almighty i i i'll i'll live but it's not it's not for me i'll put it that way (laughs) when it gets when it gets below 50 i'm kind of miserable a little bit but yeah, you're you're in the wrong you're in the wrong state now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a I'm a f- famous Pennsylvanian because everybody hates it here and nobody seems to leave. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, but yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good point. There. <laughs> the uh, but what all that basically translates into is we're about to be in October baseball, which is the best baseball you're going to see all year long. Uh, it, pretty interesting season, obviously. Our uh, our Phillies and I mean we can say our, our Orioles as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Our our postseason bound that that's pretty much. I mean, I think the Phillies are the magic numbers like six or five five or six. I can't remember. I just saw it, but um, Phillies will be in the playoffs and let, uh, barring something like catastrophic. Absolute, yeah, which I mean, never say never, but I, I'm pretty comfortable pretty comfortable saying they're going to be in there. Um, the Orioles actually have the second best record in baseball to the Atlanta Braves, which is <laughs> mind blowing or uh, a mind fuck, as, as some would say. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, I mean, who do you? I'm not gonna say who's your World Series pick or whatever, but do you see like? And I still say Baltimore is like an underdog because they haven't been there. Um, like looking at the just the AL right now, um with this playoff picture like what 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 stands out to you like what who do you think's gonna are any of these other teams other than the you know the normal the like your houston astros for example or or like those teams like do you see any of these other teams that haven't been there like a milwaukee even in the national league do you see any of those teams making any noise or um it it's really tough because the Braves are such a juggernaut this year, and their their talent is – I mean, they've just put it all together, and it's – it's it would be – it would be an upset if they if they don't make it to the series. Like, I'm not saying that – I think they're probably the favorite to win it. I'm not saying that they're, that they're shooting to win it, but they're just – they're good. They're, they're like fucking Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, but the Orioles, I mean, I would think that they are surprisingly enough. I would put them as the favorite to make it. Wow. I, I mean, it, you're right about their lack of experience, but I don't necessarily like that's doesn't indicate that they have a lack of talent they just like you said they haven't been there before and that may come into play in the series but 
I, I mean, I think that they have a, they have a real good shot of, of getting there, what? which is, uh, I, again, like it, it, it just, it, that sounds so strange coming out of my mouth. Like <laughs> the, the Orioles should make the world series. <laughs> well, the thing that plays into their, I mean, and, and obviously like regular season versus postseason is two completely different things. Um, I do know one thing. Camden Yards is going to be absolutely rocking. Um, the la- I remember oh, the last absolutely. time they, they they had home playoff games against the uh, Tigers, and like literally the cameras were shaking and stuff. Like that was just uh, that atmosphere is great. Like you know, you can put it up there. I'm not going to say it's as good as Philly or or not as good or whatever, but like those fans are di- or have been starving for a playoff, you know, a home playoff series at, at the very least, or home playoff right. games, I should say. Um, so, but, but what I was going to say, what, what plays in their favor is they've played really well last year and this year against the Astros for some reason. I mean, they really, they just took two out of three from them like a couple of days ago um, or the last series they played in there. Um, like I, they play the Astros really well for whatever, like they match up well. They don't seem to ever like get blown out by them. Like they just hang in there with the Astros. Now uh, I will say the Rays are, I, I cannot Every time they play the Rays, it's like, you know, you're 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 really it, it, you're clenching your your ass cheeks. Like it, it's it's never easy against those that team, and uh, it's yeah, it's just always a challenge, like big time challenge against them. So I don't know as far as that. I mean, I think they could roll a team like the Twins. I I really think they're they're just better. They 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 have I I I've said this before, and I, and I'll probably say it again multiple times throughout the playoffs. But I, I feel like the Orioles team chemistry is like I unlike any other team. Like I think they really love playing with each other. They a lot of these guys came up through the minor leagues together, so it's like it's almost like a brotherhood in that respect. Uh and you're start you see that like like Adley Rutschman has has completely turned that team around. Um Gunnar Henderson's probably gonna be the AL rookie of the year. Um they just brought up Heston Kerstead and he's like already lighting it up like I just think a lot of these guys and, and Cedric Mullins is one of the best center fielders in the game defensively at the very least. Like I think this team barring like the only thing I could see going wrong, which I always, like I tell you, I always think catastrophically is like the pitching is could just fucking implode like somewhere along the lines. And then, then they're in, obviously in deep trouble. And, and I always say like pitching in the postseason it is like, that's, what that's what wins and or loses games or wins games. Like look at that when the Astros uh, unfortunately no hit the Phillies last year in the World Series. Like I really think that not going to say that shifted the series, but it definitely was a momentum shift. And and like just the fact they were able to do that to to a great hitting Phillies team, like stuff like that, you got to pay attention to. But on the flip side, I mean, like I I do. I see where you say that Braves are a juggernaut for sure. And like, I can't argue with that. I mean, the, the Phillies finish uh, are not finished, but they're, they're in second and and they're probably going to stay in second barring the, you know, them losing five and the Marlins catching up and that's not going to happen. But um, they're, the Phillies are 14 games back and the Phillies are no slouch, obviously uh, 84 and 69 right now. And I, I still think that that Phillies team could, could be could beat the Braves. I mean, they did it last year. Um, I, I I'm not big on like 
teams having a dominant regular season, which I guess I'm kind of contradicting what I said about the Orioles a little bit, <laughs> but like just because they're rolling in the regular season, I, I when you get in the postseason, it's whoever's better in that individual series. Like last season, I thought the Phillies when they had to go to St. Louis, they were in trouble. Like I just because the it was it was Wainwright's or uh, not Wainwright, it was um, Pujols and Yadier Molina's last year. I was like, all right, here we go. Like. They're gonna watch them go to the the World Series or the NLCS. Like it'll just be that that type of storyline. And and the Phillies went in there and and won that wild card, and then eventually got all the way to the World Series. So we could see it some type of similar run by one of the. I mean, I think in the in the NL. I mean, I would be sh- in my opinion, I'd be shocked if it's not like Dodgers and Braves or Dodgers and Phillies. Um, in the. Uh, in the NLC, I, I think the Dodgers are like a shoe in. I've said that before, and I was wrong though, and they they choke. So I don't know. It's it, it's it, it doesn't. I don't feel like anybody. Like I don't feel like Houston is far and above better than anybody. I I don't I don't think the Dodgers are. I think they they're both Houston and the Dodgers are capable though. But well, yeah, I mean. I think that I would the NLCS that I would love to see, um, and I think that would get fantastic ratings is the Phillies and the Braves. Uh, yeah, the the networks are probably hoping for Phillies and Dodgers because that would, I mean, you've got the Braves and then you've got LA, which is a huge market. But I don't necessarily think that it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it's I don't know how the uh, the the playoff seedings are gonna shake out yet, but I don't necessarily think that's out of the realm of possibility that that the Phillies could end up going against the Braves. Um, with regards to your your Orioles um, monologue, that was you brought up a really good point that we've talked about before, um, and how you're not a huge fan of. Malt, like big influx of high priced talent. You're you're uh, you're a homegrown guy, and that really rings true in in watching these O's play. And I think that's one of the things that they have going for them. Their lack of experience is is a bit of a detriment, but they're almost it's almost like they don't know that they're supposed to be tight. Yeah, they they play a very loose and like you said, they just they look like they're having a lot of fun. Um, again, I mean, winning winning can can do that to you. Um, I was just looking at their stats though, uh, so I, I might have been a little off on their uh, Jack Flaherty was the uh, master was the. A plus trade piece. I tried to tell you this, man. I tried. <laughs> oh my God, you were right about one thing. But yeah, he uh, <laughs> he, he had a pretty. He's. I mean, he did get a one-one for him. <laughs> I'll but, I'll be honest, man. He seems like one of the biggest douchebags of all time. Uh, just the way I, I'm sorry to like I, I it. This is a sports podcast, not a uh, you know, character analysis <laughs> show. But uh, just the way he carries himself. Uh, 
he just seems very arrogant. Uh, like every time they interview him, it, it's kind of, and I understand he's frustrated, but he comes off like an absolute asshole. Like I, I'm just not big on this guy whatsoever. Um, I've seen, uh, shoot, uh, Lorenzen have some, you know, up and down, uh, games with the Phillies. Like he hasn't been, I mean, after throwing a no hitter, you can't really, I mean, that's, that's about as good as you can possibly right. be ever. Um, uh, but, I, I think he's more he's been more uh level, I'll say that, more consistent across the board. Yeah. Um and like Jack Flaherty, yeah, he he, he can pounce in. Like I, I just I I've s I'm scared of him pl- pitching in the postseason, to be honest with you. I, I just this guy is well, I mean I don't it, even think he's in a rotation anymore though. No, they they've kind of like used him as you know, options here and there. Like well, he's been but pitching then again that's the same thing that's happened with Lorenzen. I mean, he has really fallen off after his first like couple of weeks, like, like you said, after the no hitter. Uh, and he's not even in the starting rotation anymore. But the thing is with, well, even I, I thought, I think Flaherty, they have used in that role, but I think Lorenzen has um, been in that role more often. I'll say that like, he's kind of, cause I think he, what he was brought up as a, as a bullpen guy for the Tigers, and then they worked him into the rotation. Right, yeah. He's um, always been a long relief guy, like um, a, a long relief slash spot starter. And then he's just – like you said, he's worked – I mean, and he already – he has a, he has one relief appearance with the Phillies even. Um, but his ERA – now, Grant, he's 4-2, and two, but his ERA is 6.02. And Flaherty's was a little over six as well. So neither yeah. one of those trades have been like lights out, other than obviously that no hitter. Yeah, but that's just one game. Who gives a shit? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, really, I mean, you look at some of the numbers on the Phillies, though. It's great. Like, like Taiwan Walker. I wouldn't say he's let them down. I mean, he's fifteen and five. You can't. But like his ERA is mid four. He's a four four zero ERA. Like, but that's average now. Like th- that's the whole thing. <laughs> that too. Yeah, I give you that a little. But but I mean that's not dominant stuff though. You know. What oh I mean? no, not not at all. It's average. Like that. That's the right. I think right. the league. I think the average league ERA for a starting pitchers in the low fours. And I mean, I can remember if you had a high three ERA, you used to be like when I was growing up, that was bad. It, oh, well, I, I think of anybody like anybody over like when I see four, I'm like, you're not elite in my book. Like you're not like, I, I mean, that might be like harsh or whatever, but like if you're a dominant pitcher in my, in my opinion, like I don't care what the pitch clock, all that your ERA should be like three, eight and below. Like, yeah, and, I, I think that's fair. Cause um, like, like you look at Wheeler, I mean, he has a three, six, three ERA, you know what I mean? Like that is. Solid like that. That I can I can have confidence him taking the bump. If I see a guy with a four five ERA, I'm like Jesus. Like what's how is this going to pan out? You know what I mean? It could if he's giving up four point five, he's basically giving up five. So I'm like, does five keep us in the game? I don't know. You know, our bats are gonna. I mean, for the Phillies' sake, their bats can be as as dominant as anybody in the league, or or they can strike out eight million times. It just really depends, but. Like now, Noah's he, another one though. I mean, I mean, his ERA is four point five. Yeah, yeah. But see, now, and this is what 
I've learned from is particularly this year, um, ERA is a little uh, out of date. Uh, what you really like the the stat you really you really want to focus in on is FIP, the fielding independent pitching. Um, and I mean Nola's still in the fours, but he's 4.08. Like his WHIP is is actually better than Walker or Suarez's, uh, significantly better than both of those. Yet his ERA is higher than both. So he's just gotten. I, I mean, Nola is what he is. I mean, he's he's also given up fucking 31 home runs this year. That's horrible. <laughs> He's 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 started 31 games and he's given up 31 home runs. Um, right, he not is, ideal. I mean, yeah, not ideal at all. And I mean, the the stats bear it out. He's not an elite pitcher at the moment. Like I I I love Nola. I don't know if they resign him for the. I don't even know if they should. Uh, but he's not he's not the ace of the staff, and he hasn't been for a while. I, I would even agree. I would even say last year that Wheeler was the ace. It's funny though, like looking through, like even like the Orioles rotation, um, like Kyle, they pick up Kyle Gibson from. I mean, he, they didn't. I mean, he was a free agent, so the Phillies let him walk, and then the Orioles pick him up. And like he, there's been times this year I'm like, damn, Kyle Gibson can really pitch, and then he is constantly that guy is in more jams than. I mean, than the than the Schuylkill Valley Expressway. Like he is, that guy is just nonstop in jams. He first it would be like running on first and third, no outs. Running on first and third, one out. Running on first and second, one out. It, it's just he always has base runners. He always has traffic on the bases, and and like his ERA is now ticked up to five. And like earlier this season, he was low fours. Like so, I mean, for him, like if he's taking the bump against like. The Rays, I'm like, oh my god, like this is not what you want. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable him steering the ship. Where some of these other, like Kyle Bradish, to me, Kyle Bradish is, is like no one talks about him. He's a uh, eleven and seven, but a three point zero one ERA. Like, it, it, and he's only twenty. I mean, not only twenty seven, but he hasn't been in the majors. He's only pitched fifty one games in his career. Like, he. Never seems to struggle against the Astros. So I there's guys that like, yeah, he could go out and get shelled because he's a, a younger pitcher in comparison to like Gibson and he hasn't been there, done that. But like that whole thing where it's like, you know, these this guy has been there, done that. He he's pitched in the postseason. If he's not pitching well, I don't really care if he's pit you know what I mean? Like absolutely. I mean experience can it it's good, but it, it's also can be overrated. Overrated, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, and like as much as we, we, I, and I was a Sean Clifford supporter, but there were times I think they were afraid to play anybody else but him because purely because of experience. And like, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. Like last year was, I don't necessarily think that they did it wrong because I think, that giving Alar that time to sit and watch and learn. Uh, it, it sucks that it costs. I was really shocked that they made him the backup because that burnt his year, his, 
that burning year of eligibility. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, but in all reality, he's not going to stay there all four years anyway. Well, don't, don't, don't burst my man. <laughs> you, I'm usually the negative one on the show, but that. Well, I mean, that's not negative. That's just, I mean, he's, that's being real. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, if if he's as good as we think he is, and he is, he he's. I mean, he he would have to be a moron to stay for four years. Like that's just. But the, it, then again, with the money that you're making in the NIL. Shit, I'd stay there as long as Clifford did if I was the man like that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, it would be cool to go to the NFL. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and we're talking from a Penn State, like, uh, Homer perspective. Like, we have our Penn State caps on to say that. So, right. Um, yes. But, but that would be some type of, like, oh, that would be awesome. Like, I, I, yeah, exactly. It would, it would be almost a dream come true to just have to be the, the, a wet, dream, a wet dream come true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of wet dreams. <laughs> We've already had that discussion about how many girls out the over-under of Allers, uh Saturday night after a big game. And just imagine, <laughs> I mean, after Saturday at, at the the whiteout against the Jeez. Yeah, that's living. That that's living at the at the highest level, really. I mean, I've been to I've been to my fair share of college parties, but not I mean Penn State is is Speaking of that, I mean, we might as well just roll into to Happy Valley. I mean, we're already there, right? Yeah. We, we, just we looking at pictures. <laughs> we we're taking over uh, all the any Penn State podcast. Might as well hang it up because we're, <laughs> we're, we're 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 completely taking control of the whole the whole segment. Uh, but but no, um, that that's I mean, I love. I can't complain. I'll put it that way. Like I I wish they were playing Michigan. In a whiteout, I'd much rather they flip flop that. I don't understand why they they do it the way they do, but I there's a lot of things that go into it that are not even close to my control. So, uh, well, from what I learned last, um, because I said the exact same thing, I, I was just like, is it is it even a question? But the Big Ten evidently has a rule that says you're not allowed to have a game that starts at night after October after the month of October. It can obviously a three thirty game can run into the night, but you can't have a seven because of because of weather. And cold That's cold. a little that's kind of a that's uh, bullshit though, is it not? I don't do I'm not I don't I don't I think I think you're, you're saying I think you that, stood up for that. I think you supported that rule that yeah. they put in the <laughs> no. I, I was just like, are you serious? Like that just We're talking about <laughs> this isn't uh with no disrespect, well, but this is not lacrosse. Like, no, you know what I mean? But like, I, they're not. I don't think that they're. They're not thinking of it just purely from the players' perspective. They're no, I know. The, that's what I'm saying, fans. though. I, I, I think it could be. I mean, my dad told me stories about when Penn State played Pitt, and he was at some of those games, and it would be. I mean, he went to the. He's not even so much an Eagles fan, but he had the chance to go to the NFC Championship when they played the Falcons in '04, uh, and that, yeah. I remember that. Like I couldn't go because I I don't know why I forget. But regardless, it was like I remember watching that game on TV and it was four degrees and like yeah. that place was. I mean, yeah, it's the NFC Championship. It's gonna be sold out. But like, if they would, it, I, it could be it could be negative ten in State College and it's a whiteout against Michigan. It does doesn't much matter. Like there will be. I, I get it. They're they're looking out for the like because people are looking out for the boosters. Like, 
like the, the 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 fifty and sixty year old men and women that are <laughs> forking over hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars don't want to sit in six degree weather. Well, we don't so much care about that. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> yeah, we don't, but the NCAA does. No, no, we no. In all due respect, I mean, I, I, I totally, I when you when you look at it from you know like that lens, it, but it I makes, don't agree with that. That's I don't, true. I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't. I, yeah. I think, and and, I mean, shit. I mean, here it, it, before you know it, it'll be dark at five thirty, and I'll, I. Seasonal depression is, is is a real thing for me, yes, so I I hate it. But it uh, I don't know. So let's say it gets dark at at, at uh, yeah, like five thirty six o'clock. It's pitch dark. Let's say why yeah. not? They should uh, you should be allowed to start the game at four thirty then. So half well, the game, you know what I'm saying? Like right, and then you could have that. Like theoretically, you could have a whiteout. It's starting at four thirty. It would still work. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I mean, it, they even had a whiteout. Uh, I mean, the, one of the first whiteouts that they had against Notre Dame was not was a day game. Yeah, that's or, not or, the or same, like though. it was a it was a thirty three thirty start. But you're right. I mean, I I agree with that. It's not the same. I mean, it, it just it has to be dark in order for that whiteness to just like take over. That's <laughs> that's magical. <laughs> So that's wow. an interesting way to put it. Yeah, no, <laughs> the whiteness to take over. I mean, no, it, it's uh, <laughs> it. I don't know. I mean, uh, what I read on this Iowa team is, I and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure you've done your uh, your due diligence more than I have. But some some say, and and like I said, I'm not sure, but they said this could be the best defense in the country. I, I is that who Iowa? That's what I read. Yeah, I, I literally... they got a good defense. I mean, that's they always but, do, though. They all uh, exactly. They they always do, and that is the only thing that gives me pause. Um, but when we come back from the break, I will give you exactly why I'm not worried about covering a 14 and a half point spread. All right. Well, yep. We're gonna go grab our uh, beverages, and we'll be back. Indeed. So you say you're not afraid? Is is that that's safe to say, or that is a correct statement, sir? Um, <laughs> so I write a uh, I write a I write for Doc Sports, which is a uh, a handicapping website, and <clears throat> I am I'm pretty I I guess it would be fair to say that I'm their uh, their college correspondent, and one of the things that um, I've been writing about this year uh, is a uh, what happens in betting is let's say Penn State's playing Maryland okay and Penn State's favored by 17 points all the money's coming in on Penn State so in order to try to balance the books um, the, the odds makers will raise the spread of Penn State from 17 to 18 19 20 moving the line okay well there's a phenomenon known as a reverse line movement. So, for example, if if all that money's coming in on Penn State, but the line goes not from 17 to 20, but from like 17 down to 14, that's letting you know that Vegas is not worried about Penn State beating them by 17 points. They think that Maryland is either going to 
win the game outright or going to cover the 14 points. And they're basically be- they're basically betting you that, hey, look, we know what we're talking about. So that has occurred in this game. Um, so I, I, like I said, I write this article every week. And normally there's about anywhere from like seven to 10 games a week that have this reverse live movement. So the, uh, the Penn State spread opened up at 14 points. Now, throughout the week, um, as late as Wednesday, roughly 70% of the bets placed and the money placed came in on Iowa. Okay, so that should make the spread go smaller to try to get people to bet on Penn State. Significantly smaller, yeah. yeah, Right. Instead, the spread went from 14 to 14 and a half. It went up to 15, and it went back down to 14. So it moved uh, only a half a point. Now that, okay, big fucking deal. It's only half a point. Well, in football, there are key numbers. Three, seven, and zero are all key numbers because the combinations of scores land on three, seven, and zero more than anything. Well, 14 is a, obviously a multiple of seven. So 14 is, a, is a, also a key number. So for it to move from 14 to 14 and a half with all of the money, with 70% of the money coming in on Iowa is telling you that Vegas is not worried about Iowa at all. Which I love to see. I mean, I think, um, I mean, this Iowa offense is not, I wouldn't say it's a a lot to fear, obviously. Um, The defense, yes. I mean, they they always have a good defense. They always seem to be able to run the ball. Like, they're a very smash-mouth football team. Um, They're a Big Ten team. Right, they, they when play you think like of a Big, a big ten, ten, yeah. When you think of the classic Big Ten team, you think of corn-fed guys from Iowa and Nebraska, a fucking big-ass lineman, and three yards in a cloud of dust, or four and, yards and in your, a cloud and of your, dust. And your, and your closet team, the uh, Wisconsin. Uh, but Exactly. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, – ever since – so, I mean, I, I guess I do hold a lot of grudges in sports, but – uh, I I remember when when Clifford went down in that Iowa game, like there were so many like Iowa fans, uh, and it went viral just because of the internet. I mean, point blank period is uh like fans that one were, asshole guy. Yeah, well, that and there is other people like just there's tons of examples, but yeah, he he stands out or he was highlighted the most uh, with like a broken like acting like he has a broken heart, right. uh, like and. and and the thing, like, I've always respected Iowa because, like, they have that whole – I mean, they have a – say what you want about it as far as, like, it's it's a little – I'm not going to say it's bizarre. I don't want to be insensitive. But, like, that hospital that they had that overlooks yes. the football field, right? Like, I think that's a great thing for, like, obviously the people that are in that. Like, that that's just horrible. Like, and I, I've been to Penn State Hershey and, like, just being in those – that huge medical facility like it's just like nothing worse almost like right. to be honest especially especially uh, children's hospitals because you just right. you know you never want to think of a child having to kids just shouldn't have to deal with that shit fighting like literally fighting for their lives so exactly like i've yeah. always had that utmost respect for iowa just for that fact like just that they yep. have 
Um, but like at the same time, it is, it is a little bit of a, a revenge thing. Like football and my respect for the university are two different things. Like mm-hmm. on the football field, I want them to, to beat, to beat Iowa's ass. I mean, there's no sugarcoated or whatever. Like I want Penn State to beat anybody's ass that they go, you know, like I want them to go out and dominate, <clears throat> excuse me, dominate the opposition. But, um, uh, like, being as though I think what this is the the first time we've played them since that game, um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they played them the last couple of years. You well, know, that was two year. years ago, right? So, they didn't play them last they, year. They, so. they didn't play them last year. I, so I yeah, and, and and it being the whiteout and the and obviously um, Big Ten competition, like coming off that Illinois game, which I mean Allard didn't look great. Uh, you know, put it through that way, like. He had, I think he had like a 46 or 47% completion. They just weren't, they didn't look like they, I mean, they ran the ball excellent, but our, like I want our to, to, to bounce back against a good defense. Like I think that'll give him a ton of confidence going forward. If, if he can play well, you know, like I'm not even saying play excellent, but if he can string together a better game than he did against Illinois, I think this is kind of jump starting. Like he, he's starting to see defenses that are, are big time you know like these aren't it, it, this isn't west virginia and this isn't obviously this isn't delaware where it's i mean you might as well play the jv team but and you know it just doesn't measure up to to big 10 football but um yeah i i i fully expect penn state to win this game i i'm always a little bit of a pessimist i mean i i think iowa is going to show up i don't think they're going to roll over by any means i just don't um but yeah, I mean, I think 14 points is probably fair. I I could see them, Penn State winning by a margin of like 10 to 14. I I don't think they're going to win by 20. I, I just don't. But well, to to address Alar's game against Illinois, um, yeah, he was not as sharp as he had been in the first two games. Um, I think a large portion of that is can be attributed to the fact that it was a road game. And that was his first road game that that he started, and that it it, it highlights just how tough the Big Ten is Be, because Illinois coming into that wasn't highly regarded, uh, and yet they did uh, they gave Alar everything he could handle. I mean, in in reality, having said all that. He still didn't throw a tournament. He still didn't throw an interception yet. He has not thrown an interception, knock on wood, in his collegiate career. <laughs> or or and, what in all all camp long too, or yeah, exactly. He didn't, didn't throw <laughs> this whole year he hasn't thrown a goddamn interception. That <laughs> to me and then you watch the, the Outmire guy or whatever throw four of them. Oh my god. Well that that and that, and that's what I mean by like and I'm not trying to like Keep completely dismantle the kid. It's just like I, I like you said. That's a great point. He didn't he didn't have a turnover. He's protecting the football. That's a huge thing for a young guy, you know, early in his in his development. But like, and and give Penn State's defense credit for creating those turnovers. But like, let's say he doesn't throw. Let's say he throws one pick. Like this game could have been a, a nail biter in my opinion. Like I think Illinois, like you said, they gave Penn State everything they could handle. And like minus the turnovers, it would have been like the the, the Illinois for I, I I they're turning into the Michigan State for Penn State like because 
Michigan State usually always gave Penn State a, a, a hard run. Like it was just it was never an easy game. I don't care if you go to East Lansing or or you come to Happy Valley, like they played their tails off against Penn State. And like well, now it seems like Illinois is that team where it's like they're just well, there, the, the bad news is Iowa is even more of that team. I mean, historically, they have a winning record against Penn State in the Big Ten. Those um, bastards. No. <laughs> and it's it's funny because I can remember when when we joined the Big Ten back in 93. I honestly, at that time, I was really young. I was, I was a freshman in college. <clears throat> but they – I just assumed that we were going to come in there. Or actually, I'm sorry, I was a sophomore in college. I just assumed that we were going to come in there and just dominate every year because that's what we did. And I completely didn't appreciate the dynamics and the the ferocity that goes into conference play. And you can see it in different games and things like that. And and it's in every conference. It's not just in the big 10 you can watch an acc match uh, oh ACC i mean look, yeah i mean look look at oh wait wait texas isn't even freaking that's a bad example but um texas wasn't even isn't even in the sec correct like they're in the big 12 still i think yeah they're in the big 12 right. or what's left of the like the, you know. well, yeah well, it's still the big 12 but, well, but yeah, yeah it's it's getting this man yeah it's gonna fall well, apart but it's falling apart but it's also gaining colorado like the pac 12 is is the one that's completely far apart. The yeah, SC, yeah, right, the right. 12 is, is taking a downgrade because it's losing its two best uh, teams, but they're getting a whole shitload more. Like they're going to be, they're going to be around, but conference play is, is it's unique and it's, it's, it's tough. And I had never really appreciated that until we joined the conference and looking at, at our history in the Big Ten, there are really only a couple of teams that we do dominate. I mean, Indiana's one of them. <laughs> yeah, um, I could have told you that. Oh, man. <laughs> but but we, there's not a Big Ten team that hasn't beat us. Every Big Ten, every team in the Big Ten, I, with the exception of, of the, I mean, Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, they're not like historic Big Ten teams. Like they've just right. they've just now entered into the Big Ten. World. Exactly. But everybody that has that was in the Big Ten when we when we were there, and then obviously now Nebraska has beaten us at one point, and that's just something that I never thought. I like, I just assumed that we would just go in there and, and rule everything. So, with that being said, Iowa has a winning record against us. Um, I think especially in the James Franklin era. Right, right. Yeah, I was trying to find like a more reason. This one's from this article is from 2021. Um like Penn State record against um Big Ten opponents. Like I mean looking I mean that's a couple of years back, but like they're four they're fourteen and five against Minnesota. They dominate them. Or I'm sorry, Northwestern. Um yeah. Minnesota, wow, they're only a couple uh, – well, I know they won a couple times since then, but that's fairly fairly even. Wisconsin's fairly even. Um, uh, we're, we're 18 and 17 against uh, – this is going through all the way back through last year. We're 18 and 17 with one tie against Michigan State. 
Um, now, this is in the history of – this isn't just a Big Ten play. This is overall history. Um, we're 31-17 and 17 against Iowa. So that – I mean, that – but we're, we're only – I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That We're 17-14 and 14 against Iowa. Uh, yeah, that's 31 games. Close. Yeah, right. Um, 21 and six against Illinois. I mean, hell, they're one and one against Franklin and Marshall. No, well, you're you're talking about your relevant stats there, but um, but yeah, no, I get it. I mean, what's Pitt? I'm looking at Pitt. Oh, 93 and 47, absolutely. Or no, 40, no, 93 games played, 47 yeah. and 42. That's closer than I would have thought. To be With honest. four ties. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, God, we absolutely roll Rutgers. I know Rut. I mean, I know Penn State, you know, especially when they're an independent, they would play, you know, certain teams more than others. Like, you know, even these teams that are, have now jumped to the Big Ten, like a Rutgers or, or University of Maryland. Maryland. But, right. But like 31 and uh, two against Rutgers all time. Well, that is like 42 and three against Maryland. <laughs> that is, uh, Dominance for sure. West Virginia, 47. Hell, Temple has beaten us more than Rutgers has. Look at this one, 45 and 9 against West Virginia. Yep, I, I, That's... I saw it. But we're, and then we're 10 and 16 against Michigan. Yeah, it uh, sucks. 21 and 6 against Illinois. I don't want to see Ohio State. It's got to be. 11 and 9 against Wisconsin. Um, Solid. I mean, it's still yeah. over, over 500. Over 500, but very close. Uh, yeah, thirteen and twenty-four against Ohio State. Uh, I thought it'd be worse than that. So I mean, it's not good. It's obviously not good at all. But um, yeah, yeah so no, it, I, I, I think. It, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, it's that dynamic dynamic of of conference play, and it's just, it's really. So to to say that, yeah, he he didn't. I mean, he obviously had his worst game. I mean, no shit. But he he got the job done, and again the no turnovers is huge, especially because that was one of one of Clifford's biggest problems was the fact that he would he was prone to to the turnover. And I mean not just interceptions either. I mean fumbles and, and things like that. And and oh Alar just Lord, yeah. he just takes care of the ball, and that's to to see that in a young quarterback is. <laughs> it's really, it's almost, it's mind blowing. The fact that this kid has yet to throw an interception. Yeah. And and I don't want to pile on Sean Clifford by any means, but the, there were times where it would be like, how many turnovers is he going to have today? You know what I mean? Like it would, it, it was a matter of like, how badly is it going to cause like, cause I remember that Purdue game. I mean, I, I don't know why that game just really stands out to me like forever in Penn state history. And you know, I, I've been watching him for a while, not not as long as you, obviously, but like just the fact that like he throws that picks and like everybody's gonna. I'm not gonna say Aller's gonna finish the year with no picks, but like the timing of that, like Penn State had that game kind of handled. The crowd was getting out of it in, in Purdue and the stupid blackout, whatever. But <laughs> um, but when he threw that pick six, I was like, this is everything. Like th- this is the Sean Clifford experience. You know what I mean? Like it was always like. Oh God! Like you know, it always it always had that dynamic where it was like this could end badly. You know, like it, it he could it, take. It was you. never a sure thing. It was never a sure. He he reminds me of like Aaron Nola. Like it's just like 
Oh, God. Like, it, it's like when it gets bad, it gets awful. So, like, when he threw that pick six, I was like, oh, my. Like, the timing of that, the momentum swing. I was, and, like, to his credit, and I I loved it for for Penn State, but even, you know, almost almost more for, for Clifford himself to take them down the field on that, that last drive was just right. masterful. The, so. the crazy thing is that – I tend to be a little bit of a pessimist, too, when it comes to Penn State. And I'm always saying, well, okay, if they do this or if they do that. So I'm always talking about how how they can win in scenarios like that. But I typically, I don't, I can talk about it. I don't feel it. You don't feel it. Yeah, exactly. For whatever reason, I didn't have a shred of doubt in that drive. When we got the ball back, I mean, I think we got it inside the 10-yard line. Uh, there was just – there was nothing in my head that said that this is this is scary. Like, I wasn't scared in the least bit. I, I think after the first couple of completions, I started feeling that way because, like, it, it just seemed like they, they didn't panic. And, like, in years prior and even in games prior with Clifford, like, you would kind of feel like that, oh, shit, like – Oh yeah, but uneasy I, feeling, you know. Like I, I, I've had that feeling many times with him, and, but, and and I even think you could see it on his face. Like I think he's one of those guys, like almost like myself. Like I got to do something a million times to feel comfortable. Like I feel like he was like that. Like his his sophomore year, like you put him in that same situation as as Drew. Like if this was Drew Allers, like start at Illinois, like Sean Clifford's third game. He's playing at Illinois. Like, they're giving him everything he can handle. Like, I think Sean Clifford being the same age as Aller was, you know, or, or is currently, he would have became, he would have came unraveled, like, in some form. Or, I'm not saying they would have lost, but, like, he would have made mistakes and, and, and forced the ball in somewhere. And, like, it would have just – it would have been more of a, of a headache than – like, Aller is kind of like – I'm not going to say he's Burrow-esque, like Joe Burrow, but, like, Burrow never really has that, like, panic. He never has that, like, let me make a stupid decision. And I know he's not playing good this year and not to go off on the NFL or whatever, but. Um, well, I, I think st- that I think the injury has a lot to do with that's exa- That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, I still think, like, Joe Burrow's, like, wh- the way he goes about playing the game, I trust him to make good decisions. Like, and I'm not saying I'm there yet with Alar, but I see traits of, like, that type of decision-making where it's. All right, let's yeah, be it, smart about this. Like, let's not if we if we don't move the ball, that's one thing. But let, we're not going to turn the ball over, so that's huge. So yeah, and it's just we're not used to that at the quarterback position at Penn State. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> even even I mean, Trace and I can't believe that I never because I'm real big on completion percentage, and I just never realized that his completion percentage was as shitty as it was, but I mean, how even back to the days of Kerry Collins, I mean, the only time that I was never really worried about him was that 94 season. And I, I would, I mean, I think Clifford probably could have gone, well, Clifford probably still would have gone 10 and two or 11 and one that year. I, there's no way Clifford would have won at Illinois. But you, you don't, I mean, were you, were you even born yet? 94. No. No. No, okay, so we were we went to Illinois, and now you you were talking about I was uh, best defense in the country 
from what you read. <laughs> That's funny. But <laughs> Illinois probably did have, if not the best defense in the country, at least the best defense in the Big Ten. They had, I think, three future NFL Pro Bowlers on that on that defensive unit. And they were up by 21 points in Illinois. And we came back to win that game. Oh, my God. I wish I could have seen that. Oh, it, it it's on YouTube, so you can. Yeah, yeah. No, but like to – like to, I mean, just to experience that is I, – I mean, I was in San Francisco, had walked into a bar, and it was – it was early – or late in the first half, and we were already down by – two touchdowns or something like that. And I can remember I, but I stood for the whole second half. I didn't sit down one time, one second, just pacing <laughs> back and forth and drinking beer. And I like, yeah, this, uh, you, you're right. I mean, I don't like piling on Clifford either. And I'm, a, I mean, I'm still a big defender of his, but it's just obvious that the, the, the level of talent between him and Drew is is not even comparable. No. And, and and that's but the thing is that this is exactly we've heard that, uh, Penn State fans have heard that, like oh well, Hackenberg and, and uh, Anthony Morelli. I can never remember that kid's name. Got it. See and, and and what you like I don't remember him well like to the point where I can like completely definitively say that he was like dog shit, but I really didn't like. I thought he sucked. Like, I was, he, well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it was like every. I just remember, uh, like, I know it pissed. I'll forever be pissed off about that. Is because I had like the utmost respect for Joe Pop, regardless of the scandal, whatever. Like, we're talking about your like before this all came out. Obviously, right. he's still, he's still coaching there, and and uh, like I think Joe Paul was famous for getting off the bus first at State College. You know, leading the guys out. And, and like you know, everybody's high five and whatnot and all that. But like, I remember, I think it was Michigan. I I could be wrong. It could have been. I don't even know. It could have been Iowa. I don't know. But I I just remember Anthony Morelli came out. Like he came out of the bus first. Like all oh, like let's go. Just and then he goes out there and fucking shits the bed. And I'm like, dude, you you dumb son of a bitch. Like I could not. Ever since then, that, like, left such a bad – like, what you think of Trace being a little bit arrogant with the whole, like, home run thing and, like, um, McGloin kind of being that that right. hockey dickhead to a certain degree. But, like, when I saw Morelli do that, I was like, dude, you've got to be kidding. Like, and then to go out there and play like shit is just right. on top of it. It's yeah, at least when Trace would do it, he was doing it after he did something good. But Did something right, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I also – had like, I, I remember Morelli. I remember the years that he was there. I don't miss. I mean, I remember him playing, but in my mind, I had my memories of him were, were that of a failure. But looking at his looking at his stats, he's he was statistically just as good as Trace. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that and that's that's the crazy thing because. They they didn't have that they didn't have a magical season while he was there, or, or or anything like that. And but that's that's my point is like we as Penn State fans we haven't had many, but the 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 couple of other five star recruits that were supposed to be can't miss home run picks didn't live up to 
to the hype. They were good, decent quarterbacks. They were and they were average college quarterbacks. They were, I wouldn't even say they were good. They were average. Hackenberg was an average college quarterback for a while. Right. And and, that, and that's my thing too, is like and James Franklin's brought that up like when he got hired, like he's like, We're a good program, not a great program. We're or elite. You know, we're not elite, for example. Yeah, he always throws that around there, like we're not elite. And like once we get I mean, once they got all past all the sanctions and stuff, like I really I really think now it's like I'm not saying this season, like I do give him a little bit of a pass because Alar is in his first year as a starter. But like I hate when when he I'll put it to you like just from my lens is like he'll say it, he'll say that, and then they'll go out and lose to Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State. And I'm like, I get it takes everything, great program, this and that. But like I wanna I wanna feel at least feel like the coaching staff is getting as much out of this roster as possible and i think in years past they didn't and even under like even in joe pa's like you know tenure they i don't think they did but like it, it's like i totally agree with you when you say like i'm like oh penn state looks great against uh iowa or penn state looks great against indiana Virginia, this right yeah but then i'm like we gotta go play those we gotta go right. play the buckeyes it's like oh shit you know what i mean like it just seems like we're always the little brother to these, these Big Ten powerhouses, and like excluding the year, you know, obviously, what was that, twenty seventeen, um, sixteen, sixteen, yeah. So like, well, and even we even lost to Michigan that year. I mean, we beat Ohio State, but in in all reality, that game against Ohio State was a fluke. It was, and 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 like even watching that back, like they probably should have called pass interference on the on the one play down the sideline that, that Barrett, like, gunned. I mean, he threw an absolute bomb, and then uh, Penn State hit the guy, and the ball hit his helmet, and, like... Oh, yeah. But but that's what I mean by, like, I don't think it's... I don't think it's unfair to be a pessimist because we're not Ohio State, and we're not... And, and like, in recent years, we're not Michigan. Like, we don't run the Big... Like, the Big Ten is not... It doesn't go through Penn State, you know? Like, we have to overachieve, basically, or we have to overcome to be in the Big Ten title well, picture. We, we have never... I mean, with the exception of maybe our first five years, we have never consistently been the the dominant power in the Big Ten. Which sucks. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It sucks. Like, I, I, it, it does. I mean, and, and that's... So, I mean... Yeah, we're still striving for that with Franklin, but in all reality, and a lot of old-time fans don't like to hear this, but we we didn't rule the Big Ten when we we were there when when Joe Pa was here. How dare you say that, you motherfucker! Right, but no, I'm just kidding. I mean, we, no. we had we would we would put together good teams, and I would say our first like the first five years. Because uh, I think we won. I mean, we obviously won it in '94, and I think we won it in '96. Um, actually, no, I don't even think we did win it in '96. We had a really, really good team '96. Um, no, did they it, get robbed too? I think they got robbed too, or something. So I can't remember, but yeah. And then, it, then that '99 team, and we started out eight zero, but we ended. We didn't win the Big Ten that year either. It, it, that's what I mean by is it like is it wrong to be a pessimist as a Penn State like and I I think there's times we talk and I might be like the biggest pessimist of all time but I I like I always 
I see like the hidden mirrors, you know what I mean? I I'm like, Oh fuck. Like this, this is probably going to happen. Or this is like that Ohio state game last season even was like, are we like, it felt like we had full control, but I'm like, I've seen this story play out too many. It, it reminds me of like the Patriots when they had Tom Brady, it would be like whoever the, the team was playing, like they'd be up or Atlanta, even when they Atlanta was up 23 or 28 to three and a half. I was like, the, like I literally said to my, my buddy, uh, he's a Packers fan, but I was like, look, this game is not over, man. Like, if you think it's over, you're, and he's like, oh, my God, these Patriots are way over, Matt. I was like, well, just watch. Like, it, it, I'm not saying they're going to – I even said to him, I was like, I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win, but they're going to make this a game. And, like, that's how it feels like with Penn State when they play Michigan. And Ohio State. It's like, unless they would go out and dominate – and everybody's saying we're going to win one of those two games this year. I, I'm not, like – I'm not bullish on that. Like, I'm not, like – I, I think that we will because I've I've watched the other I've watched both of them play this year and neither one of those teams looks heads and tails better than us. God, uh, I, I know I get that, but when but we go to play think, when we go line up, it's a hold in my opinion. No, I, of, of course, but when you say is it is it pet. Is it wrong to be a pessimist as a Penn State fan? It's not a pessimist. You're not a pessimist. You're a realist because, in reality, we have done exactly what you're what you're fearful of. That's, uh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I think a pessimist is when you, you are a Patriots. T- you you're a fan of the Patriots with Tom Brady in his heyday, and, and every oh we're gonna lose this like oh you're down against the line oh well we're fucked now everybody in the world thought they were fucked but that's that's being a pessimist like if for us I mean looking at at the glass as being half empty that's just being that's been a realist I mean you're, you're because that's been our reality we we are a good. And we haven't been an elite program consistently for the better part of three decades. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a gut and, punch. It's a gut punch every year. I mean, you, it, it is. And the thing is, like, this is what uh, when I was writing last year for Victor Bell Rings. Oh, shit. We got to go. Yeah, man. Pre- preach on uh, preach on what you were saying. There. <laughs> so. I spent, uh, I lived out in Indiana for a couple of years, uh, about four or five years ago. And this was right when they had fired their one coach, uh, Tom Breen. And they, they were, they were looking for replacement. And one of the, uh, the golden children of Indiana, um, uh, Steve Alford was the head coach out at UCLA then. And everybody just thought that he would leave UCLA and come home to Indiana. And he didn't. And they, they, these, all these Indiana fans couldn't understand why, why they, why the, the, the prodigal son didn't return. And what they have a very, what they weren't able to appreciate and understand was Indiana is not the blue blood basketball program that it was back in the 1980s under Bobby Knight. And in the in the early '90s, when they consistently were in the top ten of the nation year in and year out, they will put together a, a good squad every every five or six years. They'll make the tournament. I mean, they may even win the Big Ten, but they don't have a, a dominant squad like they did under Bobby Knight. 
Penn State football is the exact same way. Because, I mean, we win the Big Ten about once every seven or eight years, and we'll put together a, a, a really dominant squad. And then the other years we'll go nine and three, 10 and two, eight and four, and we'll, we're a slightly better than average program. We have not been a dominant force on the football landscape since the 80s and the early 90s. And when I was writing for VVR last year, and, and all of our fans are talking about, oh, well, 10 and 2 is mediocre, and you're just settling for being, I mean, you're being complacent and, and blah, blah, blah. First off, 10 and 2 is not mediocre. 10 and 2 is a, a fantastic season, but they have See, unrealistic. They have unrealistic expectations. They think that we're in Alabama. Is, when you're in Alabama, ten and two is not good, or ten and two is not acceptable. When you're Alabama, it, but we're not I, Alabama. No, and I completely agree with you. But where I do differ is like in my mind, when you throw around the word like fantastic, fantastic to me is twelve and zero. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I perfect. Fantastic right, but it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, fantastic is is eleven and one then, because like I, for me, like for me, poor, and I, I'm maybe I am, like I'm definitely a pessimist. Like I never feel like this team's going eleven and one, um, just because I'm like throughout my my lifetime, it, it's been, you know, we I haven't even seen them win a national championship, so it's like it's painful, but um, like. My standards, like I'm the same way with like, and we'll, we'll get into the NFL a little bit, but like all these these Steelers fans saying, you know, well, you know, Mike Tomlin doesn't does a, a a fantastic job, or or you know, we're we're fantastic under Mike Tomlin. I couldn't disagree more with that statement. Like, okay, I mean, yeah, but Pittsburgh's not. If Pittsburgh would go fourteen and two every year and then losing the playoffs. Fourteen and two is fantastic. It's I, I it's yeah not, I'm, it's I'm not perfect. No, and I and I don't expect like I don't expect Penn State to go out and win and be undefeated ever. Like I, my thing is like if they lose to like if okay so let's just put it this way if Penn State went the next five years and at the very least they lost two games every year and didn't compete, and didn't compete for the Big Ten. Like I, I'd be like, "Fuck this!" Like I, yeah. At that point, like I don't even want to. I'd rather lose four or five games then. At some point, like I don't even want to lose two games and be right on the outside looking in every single. Like I'd just be like, "Fuck this shit!" Like I, I I'm pissed off. Like I don't want to be close. I don't want to be knocking on the door every. Like it's like the Bills. Like people say, "Oh, like well, at least they got to four straight Super Bowls. That's impressive." In my opinion, it's not impressive because you didn't win a single. You didn't win one of them. You know what I mean? Like. It's impressive that you can get there, yeah. But okay, it, well, see, but you just contradicted yourself. Yeah, you but, said it's no, not impressive, but it is. It is impressive that they got there. But it's it horrible. Is, it's like the worst thing you can. It, yes. It's like you're a bridesmaid it, for four fucking years in a row. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I and never a bride. Like I, I married into a Buffalo family. Thank God it was after that stretch because I can only imagine how horrible they must have felt. Oh, I genuinely and, feel bad for their like I I'm not trying to like shit on them or right? oh but, no absolutely but, but like 
if I was a built like if if the Eagles or if Penn State would have went to the national championship four straight years in a lot, I'd rather never like my 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 buddy's a, a Ravens fan, and every time they get to the Super Bowl, I mean, yeah, it's only been twice, but both times they've won. Like he doesn't even know, you know, how it feels to get to the big game and lo- like getting to the big game and losing is the worst. Is that's the biggest? That's the worst failure in my opinion. Like because. It hurts the most. Like, yeah, you had a great season. It, it hurts the most, but it's not the, the biggest failure is not getting there. The biggest failure is going 0 16 or 0 17. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, being like the Lions or like for a long right. time. And, but I mean, again, like you've pointed out, I've lived, I, I've experienced that failure so much more than you have just because of my longevity. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, it sucks, but. Again, if you don't have that failure, you can't win if you're not there. I I and, totally agree. I I just would rather not go through. Like I'm the type so of person. So you'd rather not put yourself in a chance to win at all, rather than no, no. See, but that's the whole thing. Like, but like, okay. So look at like like I said, look at the Ravens. Right, they've been to two Super Bowls. They've won right. both of them. Like I'd rather be a team. Like I'd rather be uh, who who's like. Uh, I'm trying to think of a team that's been to a lot and like lost a fair amount. You know, like, I mean, the Patriots have lost. They lost what three under. Yeah, but they lost. But, but, but they already like. My thing is like, and this is the pessimist inside of me that's fucking screaming out loud when when the Eagles lose. Like when they lost to the Chiefs, I was like, "Fuck me! I don't know if this team will get back." Like I, I that is my initial like, and I and I said that after the Super Bowl, and I still feel it like. Yeah, because it's sitting. so tough. Like it, it is, right, it is right, but, so difficult to make it. Right, but no, and this is a great. Like I love this conversation, but but my thing is like, like okay, if I was a Patriots fan, right, and they already they ripped off two, and then they lose one, I'm like, all right, I have confidence that this team's going to be back. Like, yes, the Eagles were one were in one in 2017, which isn't that long ago, but like looking over the, the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, it's not like they've been, they didn't, you know what I mean? Like they've never been in like a dynasty where they would go on a five-year stretch where everybody was losing to them. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was few and far between. They get to the Super Bowl. They have one Super Bowl to show for it. Like where it was like, all right, the Patriots, they win two, they lose one. I'd be like, okay, we're going to get back. Like we've been there, done that. With the Eagles, I, I don't have that trust. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have that like, when you when you get there, you gotta. In my opinion, yes, it's very hard, but like you gotta win it because it's like, fuck, are we gonna get back or not? Like that type of right. thing. And, and but the, I I mean, you probably don't really remember the Eagles teams that made four NFC East, yeah, NFC championships in a row. Yeah, I do, but I mean, they have nothing to show for the like, in the grand scheme of things. They came out of that with no rings, you know what I mean? So with no rings, but I mean, again, if they weren't making those all those games, they would have never had a chance to win. Like, but I I do understand what you're saying, and nobody takes these losses. I mean, I was sick after after the Eagles lost, and 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 I feel the exact same way. I mean, I am impressed what they're doing this year, but they're. The NFL, the NFL schedule and season is just so – it's so much of a coin toss. Like, I just don't – I mean, I don't have 
I don't believe that they'll make the Super Bowl this year. I, I, I don't either. Do. I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. And, 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 it, and this has nothing to do with what I've seen on the field because on the field they look solid. I mean, there is definite areas to work in, to improve and work on. But I just, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a pessimist when it comes to the Eagles. Like I have I, zero I, faith. This is a hot that. take, and I and I hate that I'm even saying this. But I think there's the 49 – like if, if – let's say the Eagles and 49ers had played in week – what is it, three? Uh, well, I mean, they they played the, the – week four. So the, let's say the Eagles come out of Tampa Bay where they get a win, and the Niners obviously have beaten the Giants, I mean, pretty handily. I think that Niners team would work the Eagles right now. Like I, I, I think they'd win by 10. Like I, I, I just – I don't think the Eagles are clicking. I, I think they'd get exposed defensively. Like, I think the I think they'd go to George Kittle every single play, and like no linebacker on this team is going to cover him that we have right now. Like, I just as, as like I don't think this team's going to prove to be as good. I hope I'm wrong, but I really don't think this team's going to be proved to be as good as they were last year. I I have my doubts about Brian Johnson. Like, there's a I know we're only two weeks in, but like I. I know they're two and zero. I get it, but I don't think they have that that level of dominance that they had last year. I don't think they have that this year. I think it's going to be they're going to have to gut out a lot of wins. And like, yeah, that can work for you. And like that Giants team that went on to beat the Patriots in a Super Bowl, you know, on the on the David Tyree catch, the whole the whole nine, the undefeated Patriots team, might I add. But uh, I I just I feel like like you can win that way, but Unless, like, if Jalen Hurts starts playing like he can, different story. But, like, I don't know if I trust his coaching staff 100%. Like, I, I just don't know. I, I don't – we'll see how it progresses. But, like, I – like you said, I, I don't see this. In my mind and, like, my gut feeling, I don't – even if they go 12 I, – I think they're, like, a 12-win team this year. I, I just don't see them going to I, – I just don't think they're the Super Bowl – they're going to come out of the NFC, and I hate to say that because I fucking hate San Francisco with a passion, but I feel like that's the team unless things change, like yeah, unless we see a flip. Well, after watching San Francisco tonight, I don't I don't necessarily fear them all that, but they're a, a, a solid team with the exception of quarterback. And I mean, I looked at Purdy's stats and he had over 300 yards. So thank God I didn't take that <laughs> prop under. But he was so inconsistent and did just did not show me anything. But he's throwing to amazing weapons. And the, the, when, the capability of that team is 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 the scary part, I think. Except the quarterback. And I think that, that 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 will get you far during the regular season and, and maybe through the playoffs, but I think that can be exposed. Um, now, I, I will be honest, I haven't seen much – I haven't seen as much of the Eagles this year as you have because where I'm at, unfortunately, I, I'm relegated to watching the goddamn Washington, whatever you want to fucking call them, team. <laughs> That's uh, that's. There's still the Redskins in my mind. Like, I, I, no, we're canceled now. We're at five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is our but, last episode. It won't even get to the airways here. So. 
<laughs> they're gonna show up to your house and just there you're gonna be kicked uh, yeah but um <laughs> so i i haven't seen the uh i haven't seen the uh the defense yet um, uh, the, 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 offensively though i, I don't I, I think that they're going to and i said this whenever they let him walk um I, i'm a big miles sanders fan not just because he came from penn state but I don't think that they have the same capability at running back now that they did that they did then. That's interesting, right? Okay. I uh, I'm not saying I totally disagree because I think Miles Sanders is he he definitely he's a has better some... running back. But I don't th- I think coming passing out of the backfield they're better now. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like he had his deficiency. Like I don't think he was Lashawn McCoy. I don't think he was. Uh, Brian Westbrook, even I, I, don't, right. I think they were both better because, like, there were times where, like, Miles, like, it seemed like Miles Sanders would fuck up at the absolute worst times. Like, he he'd make very few mistakes, but when he did make a mistake, it would be like he'd go out of bounds when they need him to stay unbounds, and then a drive would would falter because of it. And then it's like, oh God, if you just would have went out of bounds, man, like, or I mean, if you just would have stayed inbounds, like, it, right. it's like shit like that where, like, I was like, man, is this guy mentally in the mm-hmm. game? But like I it, definitely was a like I'd rather have him than not. I would uh, right. I, I'll take his his bad his good with the bad like was always worth it to me. But I, I that's interesting though. I I don't trust this running back committee to stay healthy. I I think DeAndre Swift showed me a lot against Minnesota. Like he absolutely ran all over. He's the reason they won that game because as we stand here now, like Jalen Hurts has not played well, and like I'll be the first one to like. If somebody's not playing well, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he'll get it together. Like, I show me. You know what I mean? Go out there and show me that you get, you you are you are the guy. Like, and if they got to win win games by running the ball, you know, 35 times or 45, whatever it takes, I don't care. But I want Jalen Hurts to look more consistent than he's looked. Like, he has not looked good, in my opinion. Like, he's missed. Dallas Jalen to- has completed 71% of his passes. I, I'm what, telling what, you, though, what, I mean, what? I, I, I get that, and I, and I saw that, I saw that on Twitter too. But like, all those passes are like five to eight yards. Like any, any long distance, especially against the Vikings, I was like, "Good God, man!" Like this guy, and it was just, I, I'm telling you, like you look at the stats and you watch the game; it's two different stories, though, because he just doesn't and like, he doesn't look like the guy. For, and I know we're only two weeks in, I think it has to do with the preseason, all that, this and that and third, but I'm, I'm like, man, like you got, you, I don't know. He's, he's like Dallas Goddard was running wide open in the middle of the field back to back weeks now. And like, he's trying to like force it to AJ Brown and double coverage. And then it's incomplete. Like, I'm like, it, it just, he's got to play. The ball, the, the he's got to play like I know he can. That's what I'll put it to that way. Like, I don't care if he goes out and completes eighty five percent of his passes, but like the ones he's missed, like it, it's just the way when you watch him, it's like a totally different from last year. Like it, it's it's night and day in, now, in how he's playing, not not the I, numbers. I, I didn't watch. I mean, I, I again didn't watch the game against the Patriots. Um, I saw highlights here and there. But, I mean, and I I don't remember the play. I mean, you said that he he missed. um, 
like a month or two at a time. Like a ton of time. I, I guess I don't remember any like egregious misses in the Vikings, but I'm not saying that they weren't there. But he definitely put a fucking dime to Devontae that was I mean it was a 62 yard 63 yard pass like that wasn't a five yard dump in any ran like no no I'm I, not saying he was god awful I, I just like well, he, you are he's, <laughs> that's he's, what it sounds like he's looking like uh like he reminds me of the Jalen Hurts where like I'm like dude where are your eyes down like what are you looking at you know what I mean like because like he'll have people wide open and like I saw that that clip went viral of AJ Brown kind of bitching on the side. Like AJ Brown yeah. is definitely a diva. Like there is no doubt about it. That guy is. I'm not gonna say he's TOS, but he kind of is TOS in the fact that he's like, I need the ball, I need the ball, I need the ball, and he's a great player. You know, he's probably a Hall of Fame player when it's all said and done. But I'm like, dude, please don't start turning into a cancer. Like I know you're a great player, but like like Stephon Diggs. Yes, like I want. Whatever's gonna win me win the game. Like if you gotta pass the ball to Goddard fifteen times, that wins you the game. Like or, do that. Or Quez or, Watkins or, or I don't exactly. get it. Yeah, who cares yeah. who's got like I get it. These guys want the ball, but like I, I that is my fear. But another comparison I wanted to give you is uh so that I don't know if you caught the Steelers Browns game on Monday night. Bits and pieces, yes. Uh that that <laughs> That Browns team had, when I say had every chance to win that game, I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever seen a team get handed chance after chance. At the, like mm-hmm. Pittsburgh stalling on this drive, Pittsburgh stalling on that drive, Pittsburgh just not taking advantage. And then they, uh, I love to see it. Like, as much as I was a, like, I was a huge Deshaun Watson fan in college. Um, the whole thing came out with like, you know, say what you want. I mean, it, you know, what happened, who knows with the women that were involved with him, but it's a little bit hard for me to root for him because of like the number of allegations he has. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I, I'm, I'm split. Like I, I like him as a football player. I don't know what, how to feel. Cause I've rooted for big Ben and you know, whatever, but it, it's like crazy though. Like the, they pull the numbers on, on Baker and, and uh, Deshaun. So Deshaun through two weeks, uh, 389 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 55% completion percentage, 29% complete, uh, QBR, $230 million in salary. And then, <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield, 490 yards, so 100 yards more, three touchdowns, no picks, 69% completion percentage, uh, 66, uh, QBR, and it, Eight point five million dollar salary. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm. Do you think ultimately, like Deshaun is gonna, like, can he live up to this? Like, I think talent wise, he 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 could. Is it the Browns' like coaching staff? Is it him? Is is he not good enough? Like, and you know, does Baker make? I think the Bucks have a chance at winning that division. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, but. I, I I've always loved Baker. I, I definitely love Baker more. Like it's not even close. I he plays with so much heart and like that guy. I think he got the short end of the stick from the Browns in, in a way. So oh, I agree, I agree with you there. I'm, um, I'm rooting for Baker for sh- not this week, but any other. Week. <laughs> yeah, I um see. This is the thing, um, particularly with big contracts like that. People have an expectation for you to produce 
the instant that you're on the field. And Deshaun already had one strike against him because he missed, was it 12 games last year or something like that? He missed, he missed a, uh, at least half the season because of those allegations. So then he, he comes there and, and he, he didn't look good. He didn't look like Deshaun Watson. But, and now this year he's, <laughs> again, I had the Steelers that, on Monday night in a parlay. So I was tickled to death at the, <laughs> that he, he literally handed them the game. Um, but I'm, and I've never been a big Deshaun fan. I, I think he has an amazing ability as, a, as an athlete, but as a quarterback, I think he's, Better than average, but not fantastic. So I don't think he was worth that that money anyway, even if he's performing. But my point is, remember what people were people, i.e., you were saying about Trey Turner three months ago. <laughs> and yeah, that's, and, I mean, hey, I can eat my, uh, I can eat my exactly. I mean, we laugh about that, and, and you're a good sport about it, but. So these big contracts, they put sometimes they put unrealistic expectations on these athletes to perform, and it's I mean I can I mean in, in relation with Trey, I mean people were saying oh this he's a bust already. I mean the guy had a bad couple of months. Well yeah, well that I think that's fueled by social media for one and. Philadelphia market for another, like if he was a Yankee, it would be the same thing. If he was a Philly, same thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it just goes hand in hand with that. But right. like I, I, my thing with like, cause my, my, my roommate and I get in so many spirited debates about like, Oh, if like, like I'll be like, if you put Trevor Lawrence on the 49ers, they'd be fucking unstoppable. Like I, I'll say something like that. Or like, you know, we'll go with these crazy like ideas with that, with that type of mind, like, you know, that type of thinking. But like, I football to me is so like it, like coaching, right? Like if you put Deshaun Watson on the Patriots, they might be lethal. Like you know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like right. I think or like you put Jalen Hurts on the Browns, would he be as good? Maybe, probably not. Like I, I probably not. The weapon like football is so complex in in like winning and losing, where it's like. You know, your defense could let you down consistently in the fourth. Like, I remember the Ravens last year, they would be up, like, they were dominating everybody in the early part of the season, but then they blow 21-point lead, 14-point lead, 10-point lead, like, just blow lead after lead. And then it's like, do you put that on Lamar then? Like, should they have scored more points? Or it's like, can the defense actually hold somebody for once, you know? Like, so I think you have to kind of have, like, the perfect situation, too. Like, look at the... I mean, the Giants might go on and and be a wild card team, but like, look at them, right? Like, Daniel Jones, borderline looks like the worst quarterback in the league right now. Like, it, it's so, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It, it's it's so tough. Like, if you put Deshaun in the right situation or the right system, like 49ers, like, I think he'd be fucking unstoppable. Like, he'd be ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I, I, you bring up a good point about that. And football. I think out of the major sports is the, the coaches have a, a bigger influence uh, in the game and performance than any other sport. 
So I, you could put just about, but are the Browns that much of a dumpster fire? I mean, it, it, are they that? I think, I think coach, coach now, I mean, with injuries and shit like that, I mean, Nick Chubb, maybe, I mean, I hope he's not, but he may be done for his career. I mean, they're, I, I think from a coaching perspective, they are, I think from a roster construction, they're not, but like, it's so hard for me. Like, and I think the NFL is more like maybe you feel differently, but I think the NFL right now is so deep. Like it's like there's so many good teams. Like there's so many teams that have three or four weapons, or or there's and the NFC might be a little bit different, but like the AFC is like a gauntlet. Like there's there's a lot of it's really hard to be a good team. I think like there there's a lot that can go against you in the NFL. Like I think. Like even that that Steelers like the Steelers had to literally like face the sky in the right direction. They had to you know pray seven times a day, everything <laughs> for them to win that game. Like it was just like it was pain, almost painful to watch. Well, I don't think they won it. I think the Browns lost it. Like the that's Browns what, no, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You could make that. That's what I mean. So like, how far are the Steelers away from being a good team? Like probably kind of far. Like it, it's there's so much to it, man. Like it, it it's. Football, like you said, coaching plays such a big role. And, like, can you – like, if Deshaun Watson goes on and, and they win one or two playoff games, is he – is that a massive dif- disappointment? It has to be because yeah, – Absolutely, the, because of the money spent. But like, it's like wh- – but can you pin it all on him? Or, like, if if he was in the right coaching environment – like, it, where is it where, like, you put it on the player or you, you attribute it to – all the other factors, right? The the GM, the coaching, the training staff, the environment. Like, like look at the Bengals, though, because you can make that argument. Like, the Bengals didn't even have an, an inside training facility. I'm sure their medical staff isn't in the top ten or whatever. Like, and and Joe Burrow comes in there with Jam- like they get they get him Jamar Chase and they they go to the fucking Super Bowl. Like, it, it's like there's guys. I know, but I think they overcame so like for the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. Like, I think you have to overcome so many obstacles that like could Deshaun Watson have overcome all those? Probably not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I don't. I don't think so. But yes, and and you're you're right. It's I, I don't know. It, it's it's difficult to. To, to think about this because it's I, yeah. wow I just like but when you talk about teams in the AFC like who are the elite teams in the AFC I mean obviously Kansas City is, okay. is the, the yeah. team the team in the NFL really but right I mean be, besides them I mean they're the Bills were really good. Yeah, they and and I think they're regressing. I, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll and, see how, how it shakes the, out. But. The Bengals haven't won a game yet. Now, granted, it's, they're 0-2, but do you know how many teams have made the playoffs that have started out 0-3? Mm, couldn't tell you. One. <laughs> the 2018 Houston Texans, I think. One what? fucking team. So, it, and, so there's and, and and that's our guy, Deshaun. You know that was Deshaun. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't though, because he was still in college. Yet. 
Oh, 18? Real? Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, hold on. Let me. I'm pretty sure. I know he's played there. in the playoffs. I know that. Uh, Houston. So there are. The yeah, Bengals. yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the quarterback of that team, though. He came in the league in 17. 17 okay. was his rookie year. Yeah, 17 was his rookie. Now, let me see. I may have been mistaken because they, uh, yeah, they were 11 and 5. Holy shit. So that means if they, well, I'm going to find out whether they were, they started out owing through that year. I do remember. I, that yeah, was, they did. Yeah, they, they that was that was them. Um, That's a great memory, too. But I, I do remember they went on like a 10 game win. Like they ripped off a bunch of wins yeah, that year. They, they lost the first three. And then they went on to win one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. But they went eleven and two over the last thirteen games. So yeah, that's that's nuts. So, but I mean, when we're talking about great teams, there's one great team right now in the NFC, and I don't think there there's. Uh, I mean, are are the Eagles? The best team in the NFC. I don't think so. I really don't. I, I'm not even sure they're the best team in their division. Oh, I, I, I mean, you're the, you're the guy that picked the Cowboys to win the division, so I did. I, I, we're keeping receipts. So uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Dion. Um, <laughs> oh God, don't call me that. I, that's like, well, he's a good. He's doing good. I, he's a phenomenal coach. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily like all the bombastic shit but he is a, a great coach he's making it but work yeah he, he is and he's he's generating uh, uh so much more excitement i mean again college game day hasn't been in colorado until until last week since 1996 they should have stayed Brown. out stayed out of there too but no um <laughs> but i saw something where, where uh dion said that shador is um He's gonna stick around in college because he doesn't want to be the uh, number number two guy behind Caleb Williams. <clears throat> so he's gonna come out a year later, or he's gonna end up being the number two guy behind Drew Aller. Oh, how, how's no. how's that gonna make Dion feel? His son's oh, behind. Oh my white, god! I, we need him on the. We need to get him. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I I'll do. I'll pull strings to make that that <laughs> that was an absolute missile that you launched. <laughs> I love it though. I love. I mean, I. I don't know. Will, Will I can't even say his fucking name right, but uh Shador, Shador yeah, yeah. I always I don't I always feel like I'm not gonna say that right, but <laughs> I, I, I I'll be honest with you, i still haven't paid attention to Colorado all like I should be. Um but I'm like I part of me I'm so split on like do I root for them, do I not? Like I I, I really the boom bastic shit like you said, like it makes me cringe. I, I can't stand it. Like I did little Wayne bring him out last week. I'm like, yeah. this is getting out of like. It looked I, like a fucking BT show, right? Like, <laughs> I don't want my team to be boring. Like, I don't want them to. I don't want them to be like Belichick, where it's like no fun allowed, fucking dictatorship. Right. Um, but like, my dad often talked about that. I think it was the '96 Penn State team where they would just go out, biz, like it was no flash. It was just we were gonna kick the shit out of you. And that's what they like. That's what they did. Or maybe it was the 94, 94, 96. But it was like none of the none of the pompous bullshit. Like, like the Cowboys back in the day were all glitz glamour. Like that. That right. was Dion. You know what I mean? That that is exactly. Dion. 
So, like, I'm all about these teams that just – like, that's why I always had a little bit of a, of a you know, uh, a soft spot for the Steelers. Like, I, I feel like the Steelers go out there and they just play football. Like, they don't do the extra bullshit. Like, I don't know. I, that, But I give them enormous credit. They won one game last year. They were one of the worst teams in the nation. Like, they, they were yeah. – and then he comes in and, like, college game days there, you know, three weeks in. So, it's like right. – He's three and he won on the road as a twenty-one point underdog. And if you had Colorado on the season win total before the season started, you're one game away from winning. You're they got that's a lock. That's a lock. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's a lock else. though. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. They're not gonna go zero and fucking nine. But oh, I'd, I'd kind of love to see that. Too. Oh, my God, that would be Can you horrible. imagine the humble pride? No. I mean, it would probably be, I don't know if Dion would make excuses or what. I don't know how you'd handle that, but. I can guarantee you would make excuses. I mean. That would be some shit, though. Like, yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see how he handles this week because they are expected to get housed against Oregon. I think they put up a fight against Oregon. Um, I, I I think I mean the the total set at seventy, and I I feel pretty confident in taking the over. And and well, yeah, I I think that would I mean hopefully it does because that that would just be a a riot to watch. But I, I I'm not gonna say I give them a shot against USC, but it is kind of interesting. Oregon, not USC. Yeah, no, no, I know, but I'm saying. Oh, the, you mean the week after? Yeah, the following week. Like, I'm not saying I give them a shot, but the fact that they play at home, I'm like, man, the. Like it kind of like the chips do fall a little bit for them in that because let's say they go to Oregon and win, find a way to win, like they have they would be playing. I mean they're already playing with house money, but for them to to come come home with like that place, absolutely. I mean they'll probably get freaking two chains and everybody else out there. I mean, they'll they'll bring them all out at that point for the USC game. Hell, they might be fucking Dr. Dre out. <laughs> Dr. Dre. There'll be stri- stripper stripper poles on. Yeah, exactly. Like that environment for the yeah. USC game, I I'd almost give them a shot just because of if they if they pull it off this week, then it's like they're at home against the number five team in the nation, which they could they could be even higher by then if somebody loses and they they win like. I, I mean, it would just be un- if Colorado won this weekend, they might end up being the number five team. Like uh, I would definitely, I would definitely say they would be in the top ten. Yeah, though, which yeah, is crazy. What well, because they would have to be. I mean, provided that nobody in the top ten loses, they would have to jump some people, but they would deserve it. I mean, unfortunately, you, they would. Yeah, right. they would exactly. I mean, but. <laughs> I don't think their defense. I mean, Colorado State exposed them. Oregon, yeah, yeah. Oregon might pass for 500 yards. The Oregon's quarterback might uh, fucking Bo Nix might have one. Oh my god! I because I, I remember his daddy when he was down at Auburn. But uh, yeah, this is the same kid that we beat Penn State beat down at, at Auburn. At Auburn, at Auburn, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when he came up to Penn State. Uh, well, that was three years ago already. That That's white out, that was a whiteout game. Yeah, yep, yeah, that was a whiteout. I, I got a I got a whiteout stat then for you. Um, All right, you want after, yeah, we'll, yeah. After our break again, so yep. uh, we'll catch you guys on the other side of the break.
back again. We're still rolling here. Um, still at Beaver Stadium. Nothing new. But, um, yeah, what, what Beaver you, Stadium. <laughs> what do you got for me? Or for, okay, the, so, for the listener, the two listeners, or maybe the one <laughs> listener that's hanging. That, out. That's still yeah. Besides us. <laughs> uh, so some stats for the uh, Penn State whiteout. Um, so the the very first whiteout wasn't officially a whiteout. It was uh, a game against Nebraska. I think it was 2002. But um, the first official whiteout is recognized as being 2004. And we played Purdue, who was ranked number nine in the country at the time. But so there's been 18 whiteouts so far. Penn State's record is 11 and 8. That's 19. So they're they're 10 and 8 in the whiteouts, uh, straight up. But they're 11 and 7 against the spread. Um, that game against Purdue, we were eight point underdogs and we lost 20 to 13. So even though we lost the game. Uh, what's more important is we won the money. <laughs> uh, and that has occurred um, actually only one, uh, two other times. There was a uh, – no, I'm sorry, one other time. I was right, two other times. And they they were actually both against the highest state. Uh, in 2014, we were – 13 and a half point underdogs, so basically two touchdowns. We lost 31 24. And then in 2018, we were three and a half point underdogs and lost 27 26. But under Franklin, we are, we are um, five and three. And six and two against the spread. So, so it pretty much lines up with like you know what I mean. Like that's it lines up with the overall theme of like a little bit better than five hundred overall, and then well pretty, five and three is like sixty three percent. Now right. six and two though that's seventy five percent. Right, right. No, but I'm just saying to the overall yeah. stats of the whiteout. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's a he's a little bit better. I mean, um, but we also, I mean, early on we didn't have much success at all in the whiteout. Uh, we were in the first six years we were three and three, um, <clears throat> but that was also during some really down years at at Penn State. Um, but I, some of the like we played Alabama one year at the in the whiteout. They beat us 27 to 11. Um, but the thing is, this is typically, I think there was only four games that we played that there were, uh, that, that, that our opponents weren't ranked. And we're, so they, they, they're always tough games. They're not like fucking, it's not a homecoming game against Temple. Delaware. Yeah, or Delaware, Delaware, right. <laughs> but uh, so my whiteout experience, I've never been to a whiteout, uh, but I used to watch them all the time. And it was actually that uh, 2014 game against Ohio State. Uh, that game went into overtime. And we got screwed in regulation. Um, either 
there were, I mean, it was an egregious call. I think actually they ended up getting an extra down or something like that. Um, or there, it, it was ruled a, a completion when it, it clearly wasn't like even on replay, it was, it was obvious that it, it was a drop and, and I think their tight end called it and that kept the drive alive or something like that. But so anyway, long story short, I was living with my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time and we were, had, I had commenced drinking early on in the day. <laughs> and have you ever had, uh, have you ever had Red's uh, apple? Oh my God. Apple yeah, a lot, lot, lot. A couple of years ago, that was, uh, that was kind of a staple for a little bit. Okay, well, so they make another beer called a strawberry ale. I've seen, yeah, I've I've tried it. I've I've had it okay. a couple of times, not not religiously, but we, well, you talk about a staple for literally two years. That was the only alcoholic beverage I drank, um, and we used to drink a lot of it, my ex girlfriend and I. So, and she's actually a Penn State grad, so we were we were real big Penn State fans, and. Um, so I had started drinking and those kind of beers, are, they like sneak up on you. Um, yeah, yeah. particularly that one, they taste so good. But the, the thing I like about the, uh, the reds is it, even with the ciders, they're not sickening sweet. Like you can drink a ton of them and you don't like it, it with some of the, like the, uh, angry orchards and shit like that. There's so much sugar that if you drink too much of it, you like get an upset stomach. Yeah. Like, I, I get were, that way with a little, like, a. uh, What's it called? I'm drawing. We're getting late here, but uh, the tea, the the twisted, oh, the, tea. the twisted yeah. teas and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's me like a little the, bit. Like uh, I'm getting a little bit repulsed after a little bit. Right, you know and I mean? the Mike's hard lemonades and all the, the yeah, all those too much drinks. Too much. Well, but so the reds, the way the the combination of the ale in there, it just it has enough beer that it, it it negates all that sugar. So long story short, I can drink a ton of these, or I could. Um. And I would get look fucked up, but I, it doesn't really hit you. Well, it hit me in the second half to the point where I don't really – the reason that I wasn't able to properly describe what happened other than us getting screwed is because I don't remember it. Um, I The last memory I have of that game was uh, one of the Boses was on Ohio State that, that year, and he had done a big play or something like that, and – I so I know that the game went into overtime and I know that we lost and I was I was pissed like I I get upset at Penn State games but I was like I wasn't you hurting my girlfriend but I, not re ready to I did break some things I it was uh, she was a little fearful and I would never hit her I've never hit a woman in my life but um so so anyway the game ends. And the night comes in it. So I wake up in the middle of the night uh, without any clothes on. That's always good, though. And, and, and every good story starts out with I wake up in the middle of the night naked <laughs> in, the, in the spare bedroom. Because we had a really nice house and we had like four bedrooms. So I was in the spare bedroom. So I'm like, huh? Confused. I'm like, oh, all right. So I walk back over and get into bed. And she's just like, Joey, I'm not sure I'm ready for you to come back to bed yet. I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? She's like, don't you know what you did? I'm like, no. So she's like, 
when we went to bed, like you were really, really out of it. And I woke up and you were standing, you were pissing on the dresser. <laughs> and when I asked you, when I said, Joey, what are you doing? You're like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> no recollection of that one. <laughs> but I was pissing on the dresser. That's how drunk I got. So that's oh, my man. That is my whiteout. That's my favorite, one of my favorite. <laughs> so, oh, but man. I was, I remember, like, I, I forget what I broke, but I did break. I didn't break a remote, but I broke something electronically. Electronic y. <laughs> it's always, the electronics always got to pay the price. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what have they ever done? Other no, than they, no, because no, I even, uh, and I've, Recently, there's been like just it, it feels like a fucking like one domino has has, has started and it it's just rolling down. It, it's more so uh and like you see these videos of uh of avalanche like that's lately just since Monday morning of this week. So last night I kind of beat my phone into the table repeatedly, uh, <laughs> and I haven't done I haven't done electronic damage in like I couldn't even tell you the last time. Um, so I totally get it. Like the <laughs> the electronics, no matter if I'm drunk or sober or whatever it might be, that I'm always going to that first. Like, or what's really kind of rewarding is a glass, like a glass. Like if you can break a glass cleanly, not not even clean, like just a million pieces, bang! Like that. That is that definitely makes you feel a little bit better after. It, it's I shouldn't have. I shouldn't definitely. And long story short, I shouldn't have let that my week effect, but it's just been like one thing after literally another lately, but more so it's when it, my, my team loses and gets screwed on a call. Like that's when I'm, and, and I, like I said, I haven't broken something in years, like actually, but, um, for, you know, I beat the crap out of my phone, but like, that is the absolute, like where my, where like I have no patience left and, and it would be against a, Oh, I was there, of course, you know, like, right. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I, uh, I, that's, I, I had <laughs> some type of story to take. I wasn't, I don't think it was as good as yours. I really don't, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm drawing a blank on that, but yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's great. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, like, I'm sure in the morning, like it was just what, like it, it smoothed itself over. Like it was what, I mean, it's not like you ripped the house apart, like, I, I don't know if, if you've seen the movie Invincible when he, when his uh yes <laughs> yeah that, yes. Like, like that almost that disturbed me like even watching that to this day I'm like holy shit I I I've never got to that level on any uh, on anything but that was a fucking one for the books right there I was when when the Steelers lost to the Patriots the year that Brady won his first Super Bowl. I was that I was real. I got really drunk that game. So that was what 2001, and I had put down three hundred dollars on the Steelers to win on the money line. <laughs> and my ex-wife was. We had gotten in a big fight, and I was gonna leave. And <laughs> I like I was so drunk, like, but she thought I was gonna hit her. And again, like I said, I've never hit a woman in my entire life. That's how that's how mad I was. Like she thought I was gonna hit her because we were arguing and stuff like that. And it was oh my god. So that was the the drunkest like 
<laughs> the angriest I've ever been. And I would like if I would have been living in a we were living actually with with her parents at that time. If I would have been in my own house, I guarantee you I would have put something through a wall. Like that's how mad it was. Oh my god, they admit the Steelers made me they, to this day they still make me mad. Oh shit. But uh no, I have like I've never destroyed like when he when he destroyed, like, I mean, he, that wall was just, there's nothing left of that wall. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't believe, like, I've raged, believe me. I, I have, especially, like, in video games, like, especially, like, because I only really play sports games, and I've lost games, like, bottom of the ninth, three-run homer, like, just the most bullshit, <laughs> like, three-two curveball in the dirt, and someone takes me yard. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've... Smash my fair share of controllers back in the day. Not my best friend and I would just get in fights. Like we would just, we never finish a fucking NCAA game because I would talk so much shit. And we'd end up fighting, like wrestling. We never fist, like never threw like serious blows or anything like that. But the game would get turned off in the middle of the scrap because. <laughs> but yeah, we use it. To... <laughs> oh man. Well, we gotta. I always say this, but we are gonna try our best to do this again soon. This was uh, one of the most f- fun episodes I've had in in a long, long time. Honestly, in a long time. So yeah, um, it, it does us good. Um, but yeah, I I would like to really try to get the uh, to get it done Saturday night after the after the whiteout game. Um, hopefully, I'll have a a, a nice uh, winnings from the to boost my bankroll that I'll be in a jovial mood and I have a good feeling about this weekend. I say that every weekend, but I I have a good feeling. No, you don't. You're the pessimist. You're when it comes to sports betting, I I do I go in optimistically. I do uh Yeah. I mean because if you go in pessimistically then why the fuck are you betting like if you go in like oh I'm gonna lose this bet then why why bet like I'm gonna when when I make the bet, I'm gonna win every bet. Like exactly. Like I even sometimes I'll buy a fucking like a Powerball and I'll I'll be like I got it this time. Like I, I and I genuinely like I'll feel it in my hand and I'll be like I just have a good I have a good feeling. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm but, the exact same way. I don't know what it is, but like if I'm watching Penn State, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna end up they're gonna find a way to lose this game. Like I, I like or the Eagles for that matter. Um, yeah, but, I'm more so w- with the Eagles than I am with Penn State. But with Penn State basketball, I was the exact same way. Oh, this, well, shit, that's, this, that's this past strange. year. Yeah, well, and yeah, and they and what they got past like the first game they won. Yeah, they 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 won the they, exactly, they won the opening game. But that game against Purdue and then when they made that comeback, maybe I'm a little bit of a a cheater or uh or uh what do you want to call it? Like a bandwagon. Like I always pull for Villanova cuz I'm like all right, at least they're a fucking basketball school. You know what I mean? Like oh, Penn, Penn State being a basketball school is just not like that doesn't go together. You know what I mean? No. I, I, I hope I mean, they do. I'd rather Penn State win than Villanova, but like the, the odds or the chances of that ever happening feel like very feel, minute. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but uh, but I also root for Villanova because they're a PA school, like and they're not pit, so and they're not pit exactly. And I, I honestly I've never had any like Temple's okay. I, I kind of pulled for Temple, but like I don't really care about them at all. Like I, well, I remember Temple when they were really good. 
like when they had Aaron McKee and even before him, they had a, a kid, Mark Macon. They were like a top, they were a top 20 school, top 20 in the nation school, but they're not, <laughs> not like that anymore. No, no, but this was, yeah, we're, we're I, I always say I'm going to try, but I really do want to get a, a post game Penn State. I, I think they're going to win. I, I think. What's your prediction? Yeah. What's your score prediction? Um, all right, so so tell me this, and then I'll give you my prediction. Ten being an elite defense, one being obviously just horrid. What do you think Iowa's defense is? Because I everything I read is a little bit different. So I would say nine, eight and a half oh, to nine. Holy shit! Okay, so they're the real deal. Yeah, um, I'll say Penn State puts up. Ah, oh, it's a fourteen point spread. God, I, I for some reason I feel like it's gonna be closer than that. I always say that, but. Um. Yeah, I still think it's going to be closer than that because I, I just do. I'll say it's uh twenty four sixteen Penn State. Sixteen, huh? Yeah, I give Iowa sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> I I think Penn State covers the spread. Um. So I think it'll be they've they have the longest streak of consecutive games of scoring thirty or more points. In the nation, that's that's surprising, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like you, you don't expect that. And last week, they they scored thirty last week, and it was it, it was a dece- deceiving thirty. Like like you right. said, it was a struggle. And the next thing you know, bam, we're winning thirty to what thirty seventeen, I think, or thirty fourteen, I think thirty fourteen. Yeah. Um. So I I'm gonna say thirty one. 31-10. Very similar to last week. Yeah. Maybe 31-14. Maybe 31-14. Yeah, I think maybe, Iowa maybe. gets – I think Iowa at least get, gets more than Illinois. I, I just I – I don't know. necessarily think think that they will because I think playing it at home, it's going to be a little bit different. And I – McNamara has helped that offense out, but it is still – it's still a struggle for them to do things. Yeah, against, oh, yeah, the, good, like, against the good school. Like they were, they hung sixty something. I mean, they fucking had a, a great game against some scrub team. I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's but, neither um, here or there. We don't. You know. Exactly. I mean, when you're when point. you're only putting twenty four points up against Utah State at home, there's something wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean they played nobody. I mean Iowa State, but I don't know if Iowa State's good this year. Um, but that's a rivalry game. So yeah, that's... yeah, no, I know, I know. That's a huge. I, I, I. Every time I see Iowa State, I'm like, I don't know. It, it just looks shitty to me. Like the, <laughs> the uniforms, the the. Yeah, I, they do have some ugly uniforms. They just right look like that. they're they it's it looks like a like somebody designed them on. Like they had a very low budget, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna." <laughs> and it was hurried. They, like they had to. Get yeah, exa- like exactly. Minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I never understood that. Like Ohio or Ohio, Iowa State always seemed like, uh, just like they don't fit. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like they don't have that any type of prestige. They don't have. They just don't seem like a a legit. I don't know. I just whatever. That's just different. Just a random tangent on that, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Iowa's. They, they. I mean, they put up forty-one points against Western Michigan, but it's weird. And, though. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Like, 
Iowa reminds me so I'm sure everybody thinks this already, but like it looks like the Steelers out there. Like it's exactly. so weird. You know what I mean? It's so bizarre. Yeah. I think they look more like and they look more like the Steelers than any other any other college looks like a professional team. Yeah, like it has to be like yeah. um but yeah, I, I think Penn State does win this like I don't expect I mean, God forbid they upset. Um I don't see it, hopefully. Um, but you, so you don't think that they'll cover though? I I, I kind of don't. I, I kind of have my a little bit of a doubt that they don't. Um, I hope they do. I hope I'm wrong. I I just think after playing Illinois the way that they did, I, I'm I'm a little bit. I'm a, I'm curious to see how this this game goes. You know, like I I could definitely see them come out and and play like you did, like you had described, but. Um, just initial feelings, maybe closer to get to kickoff. I'll think a little bit differently. I'll be a little bit more bullish on them, but, um, what do you think about the total, uh, which is 41 and a half? My, I say it's going to be low. Like, I no, say, I'm sorry. It's 40 and a half now. What it's, moved, say, it's moved a point. Okay. So I said 24, 16. So that's like right there. Yeah. Uh, it's like right at 40. Um, yeah. It can't get any more closer to forty than right. I, I'm sticking by my, yeah, I'm sticking by that. I mean, that's so. So it's going under then. Yeah, I, I say it goes under. Yeah, by half a point. I think it's going to be like one of those Big Ten just smash mouth. You know what I mean? It, it's it's two programs that can run the ball. I think Iowa's defense will do enough to keep them in this game for the better part of the game. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Penn State will come out and and shell shock them. But I would love to see that. I wish. They're saying that uh, the the part of Iowa's defense that you can expose is the corners. So if uh, if Alar has enough time to throw the ball, then hopefully uh, you know he throws some bombs. That'll be exciting to watch. So um, I think part of the reason that Iowa's defenses look so spectacular is because of the level of competition they've played. Yeah, yeah, they've played nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it will be interesting to see how they stack up against. Hey, this is one of the best Penn State offenses I've seen probably since 16, and I think it has the potential to be comparable to the 94 squad. I hope so. If Alar was a year – had a year of experience underneath his belt, I – the the receivers are the only thing that that I think would be holding us back. 100% agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, but KLS is, I think he has the potential to, to step up and, and do some big things. Yeah, we'll see. I really like the kid. Uh, I'm drawing a blank now as we get like late into the, the, the night. But... Malik, or the kid from FSU, the Florida. Yeah, State yeah, kid. yeah, yeah. I like yeah. him a lot. I, I'm a big M- McLean or something McLean. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, not Malik uh, Mega. Malik Mega has never really turned out. I, I don't quite understand that. He's a huge body. Uh, I think he's like, Six four, something like that. Six three, but uh, Malik Mega has never like he. I remember he caught the one touchdown from. Uh, shoot, what what was the kid's name that came in for? He's at Pitt now. Oh, but they, Bayer, yeah, Bayer, Christian Bayer. I I like I liked him a lot, Christian Bayer. I wish he, we could have seen him play a little more, but. Well, uh, it's funny because uh, Pitts uh, is having quarterback controversy, and they refuse to start Bayer. I don't get it, man. And some some people are saying that Narduzzi's doing it because he came from Penn State. Why the fuck would you get somebody transferring and refuse to play? But this quarterback that they have now is like god awful. Um, 
It, it is. There's two Malik's for Penn State receivers, uh, Mega, and then also Malik McLean. Right, 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 right. But but yeah, I'm a big I'm a big big fan of McLean. Like I think he should be a number one. Honestly, I, I, I he reminds me of Todd Pinkston. You remember him for the Eagles? Yeah, what a, what a yeah. <laughs> We're probably the only podcast to reference Todd Pinkston in years. <laughs> Todd Pinkston doesn't reference Todd Pinkston. <laughs> he is, he's like Mister Invisible. He's like a blue man group. Like he's no one. <laughs> yeah, no one even knows if he exists gone. anymore. Or something. You know, what I mean, it's just the like that is a forgotten soul right there. But uh, I no, know where I, he went. To, I can remember where he went to college though. I can't. Southern Miss. There you go. Shout out. There was a who went to uh here here's a trivia question. Who went to Kutztown that made the NFL receiver wise? Receiver? Yeah. Oh, Andre Reed. That's what I thought so. Yeah. 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 Because I um, remember uh, John Kuhn, but he went to Shippensburg. Yeah. 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 Andre Reed Andre Reed went to Kutztown. Yeah. Um I thought but, you meant recently. I'm like, huh? No, but I think the I think that somebody at Pitt it was either the coach or somebody was saying how, oh, we need to show Penn State who, like we need to play Penn State again because we need to show them who's boss. And then then they go down to West Virginia and get and get killed, not killed, yeah. but they got beat. They got their they got beat. beat handily, yeah. Right. So every time Pitt tries to uh, tries to open their mouth, they they step on their. Own they head. are very much Penn State's little brother. Yeah, they are. And, I mean, and that in every every facet. I'm not going to say it's embarrassing, but like it a little bit is because Penn State isn't like like we've talked about. They're not elite. Like they're good. They they could be great even. Um, but but yeah, they're they're not elite. So for them to just like think they're on the same level as Penn State, even like you're tripping. Not they're, even close. Uh, I think in order to be elite, you have to be you have to string them together for five years, maybe a decade, at least three. I would yeah. say, and I so therefore, like Clemson was elite, but I don't think they are anymore. They were a flat, and it's crazy, like to think they're flashing the pan, but it's kind of been. I mean, it was way. three years. I mean, it was they they won it one year and they lost the other year, right? I mean, two years, two times at Alabama, back to back years. But they were in the yeah. I mean, if Penn State could do that, I'd be at least win it once and then be in the picture for a little bit, I would love it. But but if they made, like, three national championship games and lost every one, you wouldn't want them to make it. You'd rather have them not see, make see, it at all. I know, but you always, it's the <laughs> way you ask this question is always puzzling because I'm like, do I know they're going to lose? Like, if No, you don't know they're going to lose. Or else, right. Of course, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want them to make it if I knew that they were going to lose. Like, Would I want to experience that? Probably not. Because I don't want to mm. lose three – like, if they pulled off one of them, I'll take the other losses. But if they would lose three of them, that's like – that is oh, there's nothing worse. Well, no, what's worse is not I know, making it. One game, yeah, yeah, but it's it's right it, – it, to me, it's like it's right – And trust me, it's a, it's a definite kick in the nuts. You're because absolutely right. We don't have the – like, if, if we won two national championships in 10 years and made – five i'd be like whatever like we want even though we lost more than half i'm still cool with that right right? and and that's what people that's what penn state fans remember they remember 82 
They, they made it in 85 and lost, and then they won in 86. So they won two and, and lost. They made three three times in five That's acceptable, years. yeah. That's acceptable, 100%. And, and Penn, and, but fans have, like Penn State fans have, have captured that four or five-year span and put that over the whole program, and that's not what we've been since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's You would think, like, the prestige of that school and – the atmosphere, like everything you would think, but I mean, that's unfortunately we're not there yet. Hopefully we yeah. get there. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, I think we just got to shout out, shout out our normal, uh, yep. community. I got to, I got to talk to belly up there, uh, trying to kick us off completely. So I don't know. Uh, I got to pay them, I guess, but <laughs> what do they really do for us? Sorry if I uh, <laughs> said that on the air, but uh, it is what it is. It already came out. So, uh, yeah, definitely got to shout out 1420 Sports Podcast. Take a listen to their eight eight million and one shows that they produce. Um, definitely check out Fan in the Van, Jim at at uh, on Rumble as well. Fan in the Van and two dudes with sports news as they have a couple different shows with uh, one Steel and Teal. It's the Dolphins and Steelers talk, but they go or I'm sorry, Jaguars and Steelers talk, but they go off on a million different tangents. It's always fun to listen to and. Uh, is this a bad take? I don't think they're doing that so much anymore. Uh, I haven't seen many posts there, but definitely check out all those guys as far as um, other podcasts that you should tune into. And I'll shout out everybody else. There's a ton of people also that you should at least give them a chance. And, uh, you know, we're all in this podcast little group together. So um, any any support or any shout outs are always appreciated. Any listens, likes, and, uh, and rates on our uh, – Spotify and Apple podcasts. And like I always say, I want to get the YouTube going. Just life has really gotten in the way lately, but glad to be back. And uh, we're going to try and keep rolling and I'll, I'll let Joey close out with uh, what he's got going on. I always thank you for letting me finish up like this. Cause I don't fucking know what to say. <laughs> uh, no, okay. uh, <laughs> right now, right away. I write six articles a week for docs. Um, and that's where you can catch me uh, breaking down all of your, uh, basically your college football handicapping definitely yeah we should uh we should be returning some bankroll this week and i would like i said good feeling and hopefully penn state covers uh and hopefully penn state, penn state needs a win first first and foremost and uh yeah eagles don't play us till monday so we'll have a little bit uh, of- i fucking hate monday night games because <laughs> i have to wait all week i uh, oh, i hate that I uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but I like that Steelers Browns matchup. I thought that was going to be a good game. This Bucks team has kind of proved to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise so far for a lot of people. So it, it should be fun. It seems like the Eagles always have a problem playing down there. I don't know what it is, but um, at least during my lifetime, like it's the, night, remember, it's the nightclubs. It's the what? Oh, the nightclubs. Nightclubs. Yeah. It yeah. might be set that pirate ship going off every time. They score <laughs> yeah. But uh. Yeah, no, I appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll get this out, and uh, we'll come back and, and, and shoot up another episode soon. Amen. Peace. Peace.